Welcome to In the Spirit of Learning. Hi, everyone, and welcome to In the Spirit of Learning podcast. I'm your host, David Ashby, and this week I'm joined by Jenna Dykeman. And Jenna is from the Animal and Food Science Department. Is that right, Jenna? Yes, it is. Would you go ahead and take a minute or two and just kind of tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So I have been at BYU-Idaho for about two years now. Um, I am in the nutrition part of the Animal and Food Science Department. Before uh, coming to BYU-Idaho, I... Um, was at the University of Idaho getting my master's in nutrition and studying to become a dietitian. And along with that, just working in different areas um, in nutrition. So at a hospital in the community, that sort of thing. So that's kind of my background of how I got to BYU-Idaho. Fantastic. And so this week we're talking about the podcast that you're doing for Nutrition 150. Um, tell us a little bit about the course and why you decided to do a podcast for the course. Yeah, so it was kind of a, it's been a long idea that um, myself and then also Amanda Christensen, we've always kind of talked about how it'd be fun to have a um, podcast together and do it related to nutrition, um, something that would add to the learning for the Nutri 150 students, but it never quite came together. And um, at the end of last semester, as the COVID-19 quarantine, all of that started happening, um, we met together as a course council um, and we we're just trying to figure out ways to still stay connected with the students during spring semester. And so it was, Kathy Jo Cook and Jay Keller and Amanda and I, and we were just trying to figure out um, steps to take for spring semester right in those last few weeks of winter semester. And um, they all had quite a few projects of their own um, and other classes besides Nutri 150 that they had to prepare for um, remote learning. And um, I, this semester, I'm just teaching Nutri 150 and I had the opportunity to volunteer to do this podcast, and um, so we kind of brainstormed a little bit about it, and um, I ended up deciding that it'd be fun to interview someone each week um, about a topic related to um, the, the topic that the students are learning about. Um, and so I've interviewed a lot of people from BYU-Idaho. I've um, in my department specifically, but I've interviewed a few people outside of um, BYU-Idaho as well. And um, so far, it's, it's been going good. Do you pick the people that you interview based on uh, the content for that week? Or kind of how do you choose who you interview and who your guests are on your podcast? Yeah, that's a good question. So it, it's based on what the students are learning that in that week. So it's not... Um, focus totally on what they're they're learning because I do want it to be a little bit different and kind of adding to their learning. For example, 
in week two, we were talking about evaluating um, nutrition information. If you're finding it on the internet, what reliable sources um, should you look for? And that was kind of the focus for class. So I decided to interview um, a dietitian from Utah State who is conducting her own research um, and kind of have her just share her background in how she decided to become a dietitian and then what she's doing currently with research. So, um, and that's kind of been the pattern for all of the, the podcasts. That's pretty great. Um, what are you trying to have students hear? I mean, they, are they trying to be exposed to, um, I think I saw one or two episodes where you're talking about getting them more exposure to careers in the field. Is it, does it change? Is it more like that every week or is it changed from week to week? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So um, I, when I was trying to figure out the name for the podcast, I decided to go with it's So it's called the Beyond the Classroom podcast. And I just thought that would be kind of a fun name for it because I do want to add to what they're learning in the classroom, but I recognize that the students in Neutral 150, most of them are freshmen or sophomores. So they're still probably trying to figure out what they want to do with their career. And so I thought it'd be fun to have the guests um, share their experiences with the career that they've been in, um, why they came to, or why they decided to be um, a dietitian, or why they decided to become a food scientist, um, or a chef, or a, a geneticist. And um, I think from the feedback I've got from students, they enjoy hearing from other people and hearing their experiences, and it gives them an idea of what they do want to do, and maybe not so much what they, they want to do in their career. So that, that's kind of the goal I had. Tell us a little bit more about how students have responded. Do you have any idea like how many students are, are listening to your podcast and um, what kind of comments are, are you getting? Yeah, so um, I actually did a midterm podcast feedback evaluation for the three classes that I teach. Um, and so when I uh, sent out the quiz or the feedback quiz, seven podcasts had been published. So I asked them out of the seven, how many have you watched? Um, because I guess I should mention, I don't attach any points to the podcasts. So I encourage them to listen to them, but I really wanted it to be their choice and just kind of adding to their learning. Um, and so out of my students, um, about 60% have listened to five or more of the podcast. So I thought that was pretty good for the first semester trying to figure it out. And I know I'm not the best at saying, don't forget about the, the podcast this week in class. I do post it in an announcement on Canvas every week and try to encourage them that way. But so that's been, that, that was good to see that a lot of them are listening to the majority of them. Yeah, those and are some great numbers. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be good to, because this is not just for my Neutron 150 classes, it's for all the instructors who teach it, We everyone posts it, so um, it'd be interesting to see uh, how many of their students do as well. So earlier you asked if I had any uh, comments or feedback, I could share a couple of those. 
I just copied down a few that were that I thought were good. I'll read one that I thought was kind of just a summary of what I was hoping for students to get. So they said that they've really enjoyed listening to the podcast each week and hearing from the guest speakers. Um, they mentioned that it was interesting to hear about the experiences or careers that are available in nutrition, um, but it also made them realize that even though they're enjoying the class, uh, that they probably don't want to become a dietitian. Um, and then they said, I wish all my classes had podcasts um, that had people share their experiences of working in that particular field or what a typical day looked like. Um, and then, so I had a, a food scientist on the podcast and um, she, or, and she just kind of talked about her experience as well. And someone talked about that. They mentioned that they liked the podcast each week and how there is um, experiences from different realms of food science and that it isn't just the same background of people. So she liked the new perspectives on topics. That student that mentioned that she really likes um, hearing from the field, it sounds like, and being that exposure from the field, it almost sounds like she's just really loving the relevance that the podcast adds beyond the classroom, really, to, to take, yeah. a, take a spin on your, your title there. But even in the C3 lab that we do on campus trying to help courses redesign, and the Nutra 150 went through the C3 lab. We, one of the questions we ask is how can we add relevance to this course beyond the discipline? And I think you've done a really great job at that. Thanks. Yeah. And that was kind of the goal um, just to um, give the students an opportunity to, um, because in the classroom we have specific things that we have to cover. Um, we have to teach them about digestion. We have to teach them about the macronutrients and that information is really important to help them um, meet those course outcomes, but sometimes they don't necessarily know what it means to be a dietitian or a food scientist or um, or other careers that they could go into. So I think it just helps them to better apply what they're learning and to see if it's something that they'd actually want to pursue as a career. I have had a lot of exposure to Nutra 150. You guys have a great team. The teachers that teach that course do do they all share the, the podcast? And if so, how? Yeah, they all do share it. I don't know. I'd have to ask them if they announce it in their classes each week. But in Canvas, um, each week we have kind of a study page where all of their prep work is located. And on that page, um, we post the podcast episode and um, it used to be just published on Canvas, but recently we were able to publish it to Spotify and a few other um, streaming services for podcasts. So um, that gives them another way to listen to it as well. So students can subscribe and have it automatically download right to their devices, right? Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, what about the online uh, sections of this course? Because I think Neutral 150 has a pretty, pretty big online presence as well, correct? Yeah, it does. Um, oh, actually, we haven't posted it on the online, at least from what I know. I'd have to ask uh, Kathy about that, but I didn't even think to do that. 
I guess in coming semesters, they could do that. <laughs> There's always room for different things. I'm not sure if it would even work with the online instructors, but it's just a, just a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, tell us, as I start to think about doing a podcast for my classes, I would get a little overwhelmed, I think, at the amount of time and effort it might take. Can you kind of tell us, based on your schedule, it sounds like you're posting a new podcast every week. Uh, roughly how much time does it take you a week to do a podcast? When I was first developing the podcast, it took quite a bit of time. This was the first podcast I ever produced. Um, and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So if I wanted to create a podcast, I wanted to make sure I produced a solid final product. Um, so I did a lot of research on how to create a podcast. I had to look up software that was available to use uh, and how to use it. I also did some research on how to format a podcast, um, how to do the introduction, if I wanted to use music. And so then it could be kind of consistent throughout all the different podcast episodes that I did. And then I also had to decide on a name and a theme for the podcast. And like I said, so that took quite a bit of time in those first couple of weeks as I was developing that. But once I developed a foundation for the podcast, from there I spent more of my time planning the podcast episodes, uh, trying to contact people for interviews. And then once I had a topic and someone that I was planning to interview, I developed questions for that person. I'd be interviewing, and then I also did some research on the podcast episode topic as well. And then, of course, it also took time to interview the individual. Sometimes I do, usually I just do one podcast or one interview a week. Sometimes I've done two, though. And then once I have all the material for the podcast episode for the week, then all I have to do is edit the audio. And the podcasts I produce, the episodes are usually about an hour long. So to edit that, and like I said, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so it might take me longer than others. But to edit that, to piece all the segments together, it usually takes me a couple of hours, um, maybe three or so. Um, so on average, with the planning, researching, interviewing, and then editing, I'd say I'd spend about 10 to 12 average. 10 to 12 hours on average per week. Um, I have gotten faster over time, which has been nice. And I've uh, kind of taken some shortcuts. So I just copy and paste the beginning parts of my podcast each time. Now, just because the format is the same. And so that, that cuts some time down as well. Just being able to copy and paste it instead of having to go back and re-record the intro every single time. So that's kind of nice. So for uh, recommendations, I just say, be will I guess you have to kind of be willing to spend a little bit more time, especially if this is your first podcast. But then as you go through the process, you'll become more familiar with it and you'll figure out little shortcuts that'll help you to save time. And also if you have shorter podcast episodes, you it you won't spend as much time on it either. Very cool. And then so for podcast hosting, this is what actually 
changes everything from a from a regular just audio recording to a podcast is by hosting it in a place where students can subscribe to it and get it automatically downloaded. Uh, you said that you had originally started with just hosting it in Canvas and then you had changed. Maybe talk to us a little bit about um, how was the service when you were just hosting it in Canvas and tell us about why you made the transition and how it's gone to hosting in a podcast uh, solution. Um, it, I, it worked well um, hosting it in, in Canvas. The only drawback, I think, is that students would have to go into the Canvas app and then find the podcast on the page in Canvas. And there's just a lot of different clicks that they had to do in order to get to the podcast and listen to it. Um, but then I think, so Amanda is the one that mentioned the website Anchor, and I think it was a recommendation from you when she was talking with you that we try out using the Anchor website where you can just upload your podcast episodes and then it uh, ups uploads that to a bunch of different um, streaming services. So Spotify is the main one, I think. But with Spotify, it's great because I feel like students, they already have an account or they have the app on their phone. And if they subscribe to the podcast, they're just able to get that notification. Um, that the new episode is up and then they can listen to it. And one thing that I've encouraged students to do as they're li listening to the, the podcast is go on a walk or um, go on a bike ride or do something active where they're not just still having to sit in front of a computer and listen to the podcast. So that hopefully makes it a little more exciting for the student as well. And keeping in the spirit of wellness and nutrition, I bet, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just share with you that I learned, I had been kind of studying a little bit about Anchor for the last couple of months, trying to help uh, someone else with the project. But then I attended a conference at BYU Provo uh, on, called Teach for Learning, Teaching for Learning. And there was a BYU professor who has all of his students create podcasts. Uh, and he used Anchor and explained to us why, and it, because it's free hosting solution and that it automatically distributes to Apple and Google and Spotify. Um, and so I thought that was brilliant. And so I just wanted to maybe ask you, have you thought about maybe even bringing your own students in to be guests or uh, help you out with the podcast in any way? I haven't thought about that. That's a great suggestion. Well, um, I haven't brought my students in specifically, but I have I, my TAs, I have three TAs and they have a little segment on the podcast each week. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it'd be a fun way for the TAs to connect with the students. Um, and it's just another voice on the podcast. And um, it's, I personally, I think it'd be fun for students to hear their peers. So people their age on a podcast sharing insights. Sometimes they give a spiritual thought, sometimes um, they tell a nutrition joke or give an insight about something they're learning this week or tips or tricks for studying, that sort of thing. So that's been a fun addition to it. It would be interesting to um, have actual students either help with the podcast or be on the podcast too. Yeah. Um you actually made me think of something else that you said this is your first podcast that you had done. This is probably your own, you're probably being a great example to your own students of being 
a lifelong learner. Tell us, I mean, have you felt like you've been a student again, trying to pick up all of this different podcasting mumbo jumbo? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. It was um, a quick learning process right at the beginning. I, I like listening to podcasts, so that was kind of helpful to just draw from um, the podcasts I've listened to in the past, um, think about what they do on their podcasts and things that I liked and try to implement, implement it into my podcast. So it has been really fun and, and I've enjoyed the experience um, of just trying out something new and um, not being afraid of failing if it goes horribly wrong, but luckily it hasn't so far. So, <laughs> uh, Can you share with us maybe one or two of the podcasts that you listen to yourself? Um, yes. There's a Come Follow Me podcast that I listen to. Um, I was just looking up the name for it. So it's Meridian Magazine, Come Follow Me podcast. I like theirs. Theirs is about a half hour and they also do a weekly podcast. So that's, that's a good one to listen to. Um, I remember I like to run. Um, so when I do longer runs, I like to listen to other things besides just music. So I listen to, it's called I'll have another podcast and she, it's also a weekly podcast. Um, and she interviews a bunch of different runners and it could be more just recreational runners or she's interviewed um, people who just made the marathon Olympic team. So that's a fun one too that I, I listen to. That's fun. Yeah. I like to run as well. And when I, I can attest to what you just said, there's some really good podcasts out there for running that help keep you engaged and sometimes even a little motivated. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's good when you're running to hear people talk about, their experience with running, I don't know, it just keeps you more, I don't know, keeps you um, able to keep going, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any last words of advice or uh, just comments for anybody, any other faculty out there that are thinking about maybe starting a podcast of their own? So I had a a student talk about the music that I have on the, the podcast. So that, that'd be one piece of advice that I'd, Uh, give to faculty if they're thinking about doing a podcast, maybe trying to find um, royalty-free music that you can use on your podcast. So I kind of have an introduction song and then I use it at the end of the podcast as well. So they mentioned that. I guess the last comment that I'll just briefly share, they said, what I have found interesting from the podcast is that They seem like they genuinely want to educate people on their opinions and what they feel is happening with nutritional facts and guidelines. I love how passionate they speak and how they address and teach us as well. That was was good to hear that they're enjoying what the guests are sharing, so. That's fantastic. Jenna, if you wouldn't mind, just send me uh, whatever links that you have for the resources that you've talked about uh, today. We'll include all of those links in the show notes at the bottom of this podcast uh, when, we, when we publish it in the learning and teaching site. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, I just want to thank Jenna. And Jenna, thanks so much for joining us. And thanks for everything that you're doing for your students. I love the example of, of a lifelong learner. I love that uh, students are seeing relevance to a, a podcast beyond their 
uh, regular studies and that they're getting kind of immersed in the field that you're, uh, you know, I would assume most of these students that are, are freshmen or sophomores probably in a 150 class, but it really seems like you guys are doing a good job at getting them exposure to more of the, the details uh, and intricacies of being in food science or studying food science as maybe a, more of a profession. Thanks. Yeah. And I, you asked if I had any advice for faculty trying to, um, if they're thinking about doing a podcast. So I guess um, just briefly with that, I think just trying it out, um, not being afraid to um, mess up or share the wrong information. I think that's just something that uh, I think students just really enjoy the effort that you're putting forth. And um, if you show that you're, you care about them, you care about their learning, they'll be appreciative of that and um, you'll learn a lot from the experience and uh, it'll be beneficial to your students. So yeah, it's been a, a fun experience for sure. Fantastic. Well, thanks again. And uh, you guys can get this podcast and all episodes uh, of In the Spirit of Learning on the BYU-Idaho Learning and Teaching site, which is learningandteaching.byui.edu. Thanks again, Jenna, and we'll talk to everybody next time. This has been In the Spirit of Learning. Until next week, you can find every episode wherever you get your podcasts and on the BYU-Idaho Learning and Teaching website. Thank you for listening.